What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how you doing, man? Steve, I'm doing pretty great. I uh, had a big-time matchup against you, and I didn't mention last week, a big-time matchup against my dad in my home league. Came out with a couple of big victories here. Yes, you got you beat him, too? Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he needed 30 points from Justin Tucker. And unfortunately, they went for quite a few two-point conversions in that game. I believe uh, we needed something like 30 points from Jonathan Taylor and Mark Andrews and got something like 70. (laughs) I think, you know, I think we needed 40. It was 135 to 91. Wow. And a full-point PPR. And like after that screen pass, I was like, oh, man, maybe? But there's no way. Like that was just a big play early in the game. Got us to like within twenty five ish, and then it took a while. But like they man. were like Jonathan Taylor wasn't really doing anything after that, and I was like, uh-huh. oh, it's gonna be one of those games and where they have a big play in the beginning and then do nothing the rest of the game. Yeah, and when Andrews did nothing in the first half, and then obviously you know, boom, turned it on yeah. in the second. Yeah, uh, but yeah, fun times. Big game, big game there for us. Uh, ended up now in the seven leagues that I'm in this year. I got five four and one teams. Wow, there you go. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Three and two and two and three as well. But yeah, the, and pulled a couple from the jaws of defeat. Fortunately, this week. Yeah, good work. Good work. Um, yeah. Yeah. We uh, got past our first and only matchup of the year this year, I guess, since we're not playing early in the season. Steve. Um, actually, I think we will again because there's the extra week. I feel like in years past, you would cycle through the first four people you faced again. Um, let me see. I will just scroll Take a look, through yeah. here. So we're going through week 14, right? Oh, uh, yeah, week 14, and that is not you. So we are one short. Yeah, Burger Day. I got Grant, our buddy Graham. So, yeah, you'll play the other 11 teams. And then... Then you go back to the top of the order here in week 12. So, yeah, I guess we're one and done unless the, the playoffs happen for both of us. And then uh, we'll deal with that when the time comes, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hopefully we'll both be talking about playoffs at that time. Indeed. But for now, we got to do some uh, start sits for week six, don't we? Uh, we do. Let's get it started. Let's do it. Yeah. Start with quarterbacks as always. Will. Teddy Bridgewater versus the Raiders or Heineke versus the Chiefs? Man, I am in on Heineke this week. I mean, the Chiefs defense has been really bad. They've been giving up points left and right. You know the Chiefs are going to score. I am. I think Heineke is a very good stream, if not a good start, just in general. And Bridgewater, he did play this week, right? I know he missed the week prior. Yeah, he left with a concussion the week prior. He did play this week. Okay, yeah, and, and you know, it's a decent two touchdowns, one interception, 288 yards, so, you know, QB 16 on the week. Um, but Heineke, I think, just has a great matchup, and, you know, can't overlook that. You know, he only had 12 fantasy points this week, probably one of his worst starts, 248, no touchdowns, two picks. But this seems like it's a good matchup, and the week after against Green Bay, another rough defense with a great offense, so... Could be a time to see if you can get two good weeks out of him to stream. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it's Heineke for me. You know, it should be a, a pretty interesting game. 
my only hesitation, and it's going to bleed into our next question too, is I don't know what to make of the Raiders this week and moving forward. You know, given you don't have Gruden. Um, yeah, yeah, that's going to be just yeah. Who knows with that group? Yeah, exactly. So you know, is Bridgewater just going to go in there and just going to steamroll them because things are falling apart and you know there's drama everywhere? Yeah, I don't. Do they rally around? Yeah, exactly. Do they rally around some interim coach? You know, sometimes teams rally. You know, that first week they rally and then they fall apart after that. So yeah, it's that gives me some hesitation. And Bridgewater could be a you know better play, but Heineke he's hard to turn down. So I'll stick with him too. Yeah. Um, next up, as you alluded to, Derek Carr at Denver or Carson Wentz versus the Texans. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't go with Carr. You know, it's one thing to rely on a you know the defense of like the Raiders stopping somebody, but to rely on the offense is is tough. So I, I can't start start Carr, especially when Wentz is the other option. You know, it's a, a good matchup against the Texans, so I will uh, I'll stick with Wentz there. Yeah, I want to say Wentz. It's just crazy how good of a start Carr had, right? He's a top twelve quarterback all first three weeks, but the last two weeks we did see him come down a bit. Now the Chargers defense. You know, while they've all, they're never really healthy, they're still a decent unit, and Chicago's defense is pretty good. We really only saw them get torched, I think, week one against the Rams. But yeah, I, I think I, I would just take the shot on Carson Wentz if I'm streaming over Derek Carr this week. Denver's defense is pretty good as well, and in Denver, uh, you know, a lot of turmoil. I mean, you definitely could have the rally around him, but I would rather kind of take the shot on Wentz, especially because you know they're. Their season's almost on life support here, and you know, as a as a Philly fan, we're rooting for him to play as many games as he can because we need to get him into seventy five percent of the snaps. So he also could be playing for the rest of his season. True, because if they fall out of contention, they probably will sit him to keep that as a second round pick and not a first round pick. So you got you got to think Carson's going to be giving us all the next few weeks to keep them in contention. Yep, most likely. And then our last quarterback one, uh, this one is a pretty interesting, you know, from the, the, the bottom of the streaming to kind of the top, uh, Jalen Hurts versus the Buccaneers or Aaron Rodgers at Chicago. Yeah, two guys that are playing well uh, and two pretty tough defenses. Tampa, I mean, at least against the run, has been very good. I haven't been great against the pass, though, where Chicago, I think, is pretty well-rounded overall. Um, tough. I probably lean hurts just with the rushing upside. You know, they're going to be likely losing to Tampa and they're going to have the game script working in their favor. Probably not going to be able to run the ball. So it's probably going to get a lot of passes and then a lot of scrambles from hurts. So I think you're just going to get a lot of, a lot of garbage time yardage points, just overall the game script's going to work in his favor where we, I think we still believe fields is hobbled. So I don't know what we're going to get out of him. Yeah, Rodgers, obviously, they could score early and, and, you know, run the ball. He could have the touchdowns, but Chicago's defense is pretty good. I think this is pretty interesting on both ends, but I uh, I probably lean Hurts here. What about you? I think so as well. Uh, I am hesitant. I, I don't know. You know, everybody knows the Bucks' run defense is really good. I don't know if that translates to, to stopping quarterbacks from rushing um, or if they're just going to zone in on, on Hurts and, and try to shut that down. So I have my hesitations. Um, there's a few Eagles this week, like Kenny Gainwell and, and Ertz, that seem like they could be interesting plays, but also just be absolutely nothing for you. Um, so the whole offense as a whole, I'm, I'm worried about. And it's a Thursday night game, which I never like. But with that said, I do think I'm going to stick with Hertz. 
the rushing baseline should be fine. And like you said, they, they should have a, a game script that's going to require him to be doing a lot, I would assume. So I'll stick with him. Yeah, well. plus you'll know what you get out of him too on yep. Thursday and you can adjust the rest of your lineup around yep, it. Very true. Um, so we'll flip over to running backs here. A little light, just two running backs, um, two running back questions for us. First one here is Williams versus the Packers. Like I said, Damian Williams or Daryl Williams against Washington. I see you're testing my uh, knowledge there, yes, Steve. Yes, well done. The battle of the D. Williams. Um, <laughs> this one is tough, and I think part of it comes down to you know what I said on the waiver show. Is Damian Williams going to start you know, taking more of the carries as he gets healthier, or is that split that we saw with Herbert a lasting thing? I, I don't know. Um, no, I'm pretty sure it's, you know, the <clears throat> Daryl Williams show in, in KC. McKinnon will get some pass catching, but I'm not super worried about him at this point. So I will take the safe route and go with Daryl here. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, I think I lean Damien just for more of the upside. I think they both have decent floors. But I do think, like you said, Damien's going to be worked more and more in. I think, you know, at the very least, it's a closer split. Whereas Daryl, I mean, they, they've, has McKinnon hurt or does he have has something going on with him, right? McKinnon always has something going on with him. Um, yeah. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, if they he's elevated like somebody and signed somebody, I want to say. I, or they were looking, they elevated someone from the practice squad I saw. And then maybe they were looking into the Marlon Mack trade, is I think maybe what it was. Yeah, maybe. I forget. I do recall seeing something. Um, are they the ones that... There, there's somebody that elevated a, a running back that's uh, Evander Holyfield's son or grandson or something. Uh, it's his son. Well, his son, because he played at Georgia and he, the Eagles had him. He bounced around a little bit. I think maybe they signed him or maybe they signed Elijah McGuire. Let's see. I know they signed... I'm pretty sure they signed somebody. Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, let's see what we can find here. Oh, uh, while I'm looking, uh, the Dolphins signed Travis Fulgham to their practice squad. That's a- ah, I, did, I think I did see that. Yeah, that's uh, you know, it's interesting. I mean, they probably don't have a ton of room for him, but I guess practice squad is practice squad. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. I also don't remember where I saw something. I know it could be that they're you know maybe just looking at people. I know that they're looking at Marlon Mack. So. I mean, it's both are solid options. I, I think I'd just stay with Damian Williams. I think he's more talented overall, and I, I think if healthy, he's the one that is going to have you know a better game against Packers. Whereas Washington's defense hasn't been playing good, but I still think that defensive line is you know it's good enough. They're going to show up one of these weeks. Um, so I mean, unless we get word that Damian Williams is still not fully healthy and going to be playing at you know X percent. Yeah, maybe then I lean Daryl Williams, but I'll stick with Damian Williams here. Okay, and our other running back question here, Miles Gaskin at Jacksonville or Miles Sanders versus the Bucks. The Miles matchup. You really are getting your alliteration and uh <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Cohesion here, yeah. Yeah. Uh this is tough too, because I'm not thrilled about Miles Gaskin overall either, but I do not think you can play Miles Sanders against the Bucks this week. I mean, what has it play Hurts, and he's going to have the game script in his favor. They're losing by the time they're going to try to get Sanders in there, but I could easily see this being more of a breakout game for Gainwell because he's more of the passing down guy. I am going to have to go with Miles Gaskin by default, but I'm not thrilled about either. Gaskin, I think, is just 
you know, okay, and you're hoping that, you know, in like a PPR like this, he can just get a bunch of receptions as well. Yeah, I mean, if he could repeat what he did last week, the monster game, that, that's that'd be wonderful. But that's the only game he's really done much this year. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, obviously it's one game. You can't really say it's a trend or anything. But I'm with you. I cannot start Sanders. You know, I, I'd rather start Gainwell if you're starting somebody in the backfield for the Eagles. Um, so, yeah, I'll stick with Gaskin as well. And it's more of a slight against Sanders than it is a uh, vote of confidence for Gaskin, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So next up, half PPR, got Antonio Brown at Philly or AJ Brown at versus the Eagles. I'm sorry, versus the Bills. Yeah, this was a interesting one. Um, I it, it feels weird to to go with uh, you know the third wide receiver on a team over you know the number one AJ Brown, but. You know, coming off the hamstring injury, he really did not do too much. It's uh, a Jackson defense or a Jacksonville defense. It's not great, so it's it's hard to trust AJ Brown. I don't like trusting people with uh, hamstring issues, so I think I'm going to yeah. have to go with Antonio Brown. It does get an extra week with the Monday night game. Yeah, he has some extra or extra time. week, extra day. Yeah. yeah, he does. I. I don't think the day really matters to me because I just see that yeah. hamstrings so often are just like week by week issues and it takes so long to heal. Yeah. So I, I think I'm going with Antonio Brown. Yeah, it's tough. I, I think I lean Antonio Brown as well, which is crazy to, to think. But I, I just think that they're going to be able to execute their offense uh, even on a Thursday game here. Whereas I, the game script is probably going to be in AJ Brown's favor, being the Bills probably go up big, but I could see that defense just suffocating Tennessee and and this being you know, a little bit of a blowout there on Monday night where I, I do think Antonio Brown is they're going to score. And, you know, if Gronk's not back, if those three receivers all had a pretty good game. Even with Gronk back, you still have a really good chance at him being one of the guys that has an impact. So. I will go with Brown as well. Okay, our next one, half-point PPR. We're picking two here, Will. Claypool versus Seahawks. Uh, Jalen Waddle at the Jaguars. Uh, Mooney versus the Packers. And Devonta Smith versus the Bucks. Um, So I'm going to take Mooney out first, just because we're just not seeing a consistent passing game there. Uh, you know, he actually probably has been a little more consistent and usable than we've seen with Allen Robinson, but I just can't play him yet. And on the flip side, I'm firing up Claypool wherever I have him. I mean, I think he is, you know, with the the targets being spread out now with Juju Hurt, it you know he and Deontay are probably both going to be very usable on top of Najee, obviously. So I'm definitely firing up Claypool there. And then it's tough between Waddle and Smith. I probably lean Smith just because he's more of the top option, and it seems like they're probably going to be in the more passing game script than Miami versus the Jags. Um, but that one could go either way. Waddle obviously has been playing pretty well as well. Um, so I'll lean Claypool and Devonta Smith. How about you? Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. Uh, I'm removing Mooney for all the same reasons you did. Um, Waddle it could be interesting because there's, there's a lot of injuries there. Um you know, that's that's probably why Gaskin got so many targets last week, but I can't trust him. He hasn't done enough for me yet. Where meanwhile, Claypool's played really well. Um, but, you know, minus the week that he was hurt. And like you said, Juju's out. That that should increase the the timeshare. Um mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure we'll be copying pasting that uh 
that bullet point for our next one when we talk about Devontae Johnson. Um, but yeah, it's got to be Claypool. And then, you know, Devonta Smith, uh, he's going to be a great volume play. It does hurt a little bit when it's half, P- half PPR, which was full point. But, you know, he, as we said, when we were talking about Hertz and Sanders, they should be passing the ball a lot. So he should be the, the primary benefactor of that you would think. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, our last wide receiver standard pick two, we've got Godwin at Philly, CD lamb at new England and Deontay Johnson, who you mentioned versus the Seahawks. So many Buccaneer Philly questions. I feel like a lot of people yeah. don't know on Thursday what's happening this, you know, at the, uh, yep. the week if they're winning or losing, but, uh, um, yeah, this is a tough one because they're all great players. You don't want to sit them, but I think of the of the three, I'm going to go with Godwin and, and Deontay Johnson again. You know, everything we said about Claypool carries over to Deontay Johnson. Um, I, I think from a fantasy perspective, he's been better. I'd have to double check that, but I believe that's the case. Um, and I don't, I don't want to sit Godwin. You know, he's the better offense to me. Lamb could be perfectly fine. I think Lamb gets hurt a little bit by the standard format. I think. Um, and, you know, the Patriots are going to take somebody away. Who are they taking away? Is it Lamb, Cooper, Zeke? And they're going to take somebody away. So I will stick with Godwin and Johnson here. While uh, Johnson is definitely the first one I'm locking in, I think he probably gets hurt the most by standard, right? Because there's no, yeah, no true. bonuses for catches at that's all. True. But the volume is just going to be there. It's, you know, he you have to fire him up. Godwin and Lamb is close. I think it comes down to gauge your matchup, right? If you, you know, got a decent baseline and, and you're just looking for upside, I'd probably go with Lamb. You know, because like you said, maybe it's Lamb that they key on all. Maybe it's Mari Cooper or, or Zeke, and Lamb has some opportunity. Um, and and then Godwin, you know, seems like a little safer of an option. So if you are looking for more safety, probably go Godwin. If you're looking for more upside, I go Lamb. Could go either way, right? Because Godwin has some fair amount of upside as well. So that's why I probably lean him in a vacuum. But you just want like pure upside to go with the other Johnson, I probably will go Lamb. That is fair. Uh, next one, moving into the flex category here. Well, PPR, Daryl Williams at Washington or Marvin Jones versus the Dolphins. And Marvin Jones, I'm just waiting for him to get some more of his, some shine. I feel like he's just been not utilized, you know, like I think we were hoping for. He, he's clearly, like from a target standpoint, looks like he's the number one on the team. But, you know, we're, we're not not seeing it come to fruition, especially this week, one for 25. Uh, you know, and then he has three for 24 the previous week. So a couple of really dud weeks. Uh, those first two weeks were solid, but you know, good. And Miami has a really good secondary, um, so I'm I'm staying away from him. I'll go with Daryl Williams and just hope the volume's there. You know, I know I wasn't a huge fan of him in that running back head to head, but against Marvin Jones here, I'm I'm going to go with the running back in this scenario. You? So actually, uh, a small correction for you, Will. This is interesting because it shocked me too. Miami, from a fantasy perspective, gives up the fifth most points to wide receivers. That's interesting. Shocking. Uh, yeah. You know, I, Based on just the players on the team. Yeah. I'm going to have to pull up the schedule to see who they've played and what happened, but that's where they're at right now. Um, so I guess with that in mind, 
I would take Daryl Williams in most situations. If you if you're stuck in a situation where you played a bunch of Bucks and Eagles and you got burned, you know maybe you went with the Ertz and a, a Gainwell and you know got a, a two from Gainwell and a, a five from Ertz. So you need some upside. I'd probably go with Marvin Jones, but you know I think you laid it out. He's been pretty disappointing for a few weeks now. Um, but you know that could be Marvin Jones. You know at times in his career he's been pretty boom bust. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see if you want to roll the dice. So in most situations, Daryl, if you need the upside, I'll go Marvin. Right, and then uh, our final heads up here: Miles Gaskin at Jacksonville, or Tyler Lockett at Pittsburgh. Definitely, someone people have been a little more worried about here going into this week. Yeah, with Gino, it is worrisome. Um, I know more than any because he's on my roster. Um, lucky for me, my entire team's on bye week, so I have no choice but to start him. So I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> um, but. I, I think I would go with Gaskin here. You know, we laid out the conversation from him earlier. We don't need to rehash that, I guess. But, you know, Lockett, I'd want to see a little bit more from Gino. I thought, I thought he looked fine. Um, and the Pittsburgh defense is is pretty good. So that's worrisome. You know, with that in mind, maybe Pittsburgh shuts down Metcalf and, and Lockett's a beneficiary of that. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, but I'm not going to bank on that. I'll go with Gaskin. Yeah, it's definitely definitely tight i am gonna lean tyler lockett here and just go with the talent you know i know he was known more of kind of like a big play guy but i do see you know with a full week of game plan there they'll figure out a way to get the ball in his hand even if you know can't go downfield as much um it's obviously a tough defense against pittsburgh there but i i just you know, it get and it come probably is one of those comes down to do one upside with you know you take a shot at Lockett, knowing the floor is pretty low. Whereas Gaskin, you know, you're going to get a good amount of volume, so maybe you take that for the floor play. But I just I, I don't think I can sit Lockett knowing that you know what we saw. Well, you know, was during the game, right? They didn't get a chance to game plan for him. Whereas now they're gonna, you know, it's pretty easy to throw the ball to DK on a slant, but I'm sure they'll be able to game plan a way to get Lockett his touches, his targets. So I'm going to go Lockett there. Okay. And uh, we're going to move over to the trade segment here. Well, starting with Dynasty. This one's super flex. Uh, Carson Wentz or Corey Davis, or sorry, Carson Wentz and Corey Davis, or Brian Edwards, Rondell Moore, and a 22 second. Mm, that's a tough one. I'd probably lean the Moore side just because it has the most just kind of pure upside. Uh, Davis is definitely valuable, and, and you're going to be able to use him at least this this year. Um, but I think Rondell Moore, he really could step in and be the number two and maybe even the number one down the road um, for you know a very good young up-and-coming quarterback. As long as you're not desperate for quarterback uh, and, and you can afford to trade Wentz, maybe he's your like, fourth quarterback, then I would go with the Edwards Moore second side. Um, if you really need quarterback and you can just kind of convert some capital, a second round pick and two young receivers into, you know, maybe your second or third guy of Wentz and a solid Corey Davis. You know, I don't hate that, but I would lean kind of the capital side. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I'll take that side. Um, but, you know, like you said, if if you're a contender and you just lost Russell Wilson, you know, I'm fine with adding Wentz and Corey Davis. Uh, you know, Rondell Moore is the big piece that I don't want to lose. Brian Edwards, we just haven't seen anything from. And maybe yeah. that'll change with a coaching change. Maybe. You know, that'll yeah, be the narrative true. next, you know, season when we're trying to make up an excuse as to why he breaks out. Yeah. Um, 22 seconds. 
who knows so it's late it, it doesn't matter if it's early it's awesome so you know that one's hard to judge right now more it, it hurt to lose um cory davis is a good get but it would be easier if Wentz had shown something more like he hasn't proven to me that he's a, a long-term starter um yeah he, it's looking more like one year experiment you know maybe they, they take a shot at rogers in the offseason or something i don't know but yeah i'm with you i'll go with the uh the run no more side all right, uh, one other dynasty here, PPR Titan Premium, DeAndre Hopkins, Damian Williams, uh, and a 2022 second-round pick for two 2022 first-round picks. Yeah, I think I'm taking the Hopkins side pretty easily. You know, those first are a little bit more valuable in a Titan Premium League, for sure, um, but Hopkins alone is, is probably worth that or a little bit less than that, and, it, you know, it's... It's made up for with the, the the second and then Damian Williams if you need some death at the mm-hmm. running back position. You know, a common way you like looking at it is you're you're moving down one round from the first to the second to add, you know, yeah. Hopkins, Damian Williams. So I, I go with the Hopkins side here. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat. And I've seen people kind of view it as, <clears throat> you know, with that first round pick next year, you're drafting DeAndre Hopkins. So you're really only trading away one first round pick, which is a downgrade of a first round pick for Damian Williams and you know and, and getting DeAndre Hopkins this year. So, you know, come when you look at it from that standpoint, obviously you trade a first you do a draft DeAndre Hopkins in the first any pick in the first of a rookie draft let then the next season. So, that additional pick is just kind of that incentive to get DeAndre Hopkins, but then you're getting the second and Williams back. So, I think it's pretty easy the Hopkins side when you kind of take a look at it that that way. Awesome. And uh, into the world of redraft here, uh, I think this one's pretty easy. PPR, Kamara and Amari Cooper or McLaurin, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, and Chase Edmonds. Yeah, just too many variables on the latter side. I'll take the better player with Kamara and and Cooper. You know, I I like McLaurin, but the QB is going to be inconsistent all year. Emmanuel Sanders probably going to be going back and forth with uh, Beasley, it seems like he's probably the number two, but there's going to be weeks where Beasley eats into it. And and Edmonds, I, I like Edmonds. I'm just, you know, we'll see about him, I guess, overall, uh, you know, as you go forward. And I, you know, obviously rather have Kamara. So pretty easy, the Kamara side. Yeah, I don't, you can't downgrade from Kamara to, to Edmonds. You know, that's a, no. you know, and you, you would do that if you're adding, you know, swap McLaurin out for, you know, Devontae Adams, you know, maybe. Um, but yeah, you, you can't drop that off and not get something more elite than McLaurin. We all like him, but he's not in that yeah. echelon yet. So yeah, I'm with you. Kamara side. All right. Big one here. Redraft PPR, Joe Burrow, Mike Williams, top five receiver in the NFL this year, Mike Williams, Jacoby Myers and George Kittle for Sam Darnold, Chris Godwin. DeAndre Hopkins and Hawkinson. I I think this one's pretty easy for me, and I'm going to go with the Darnold side. Uh, you know, Darnold's been good, and I don't think that's going to stop personally. And I know you know some people are just waiting for it to, to drop, but I don't think it's really going to drop. He'll have his off games, but I think he's going to be pretty consistent for the year. Um, Mike Williams to Godwin, probably a bit of a downgrade, but not enough of one. Um, you know, moving from Jacoby Myers to Hopkins is huge. You know, Myers, it'll have his good weeks, but I imagine he's going to be pretty inconsistent because they spread the ball around so much. And, you know, Kittle to Hawkinson is probably technically a 
a, a decline, but I mean, Kittle's on IR. He's going to be missing the other two weeks. The offense did not look good with Lance. Um, you know, maybe Jimmy G comes back and, and that, that benefits on the flip side. Hawkinson hasn't been great either dealing with his injury. Um, <clears throat> but you know, there's less options in the choice. I'd imagine if he can get over that knee injury, he'll be more on par with Kittle. So I'm going to go with the Darnold side. Yeah, I think this is pretty easy. I'm on the Darnold side too. I think the Williams and Myers for Godwin Hopkins is easily the Hopkins and Godwin side. Like Myers is okay, but you know, he's not enough to add to Mike Williams to get those other two. And maybe you're selling really high on Williams now too. Um, you know, I, I think he's going to continue this year, but you know, you, he, these may be some of his best games of the season. So you always have to take that into consideration as well. Whereas I don't think it's that big of a difference from Darnold to Burrow. Like Burrow has more pure upside, but you know, he is not proven to be the healthiest and it's, you know, just redraft. It's not a super flex. So, you know, you can always, he, he has, he was worked, he was on the waivers to a degree as well. Um, and then Hawkinson and Kittle, like you said, you're buying weeks here with Hawkinson. So you're going to get a couple weeks out of him that you're not going to get out of Kittle. And even when they come back, it's, you know, I think it's a minor downgrade at worst, even if Kittle, you know, gets back to where he was. Cause I do think Hawkinson, it's a decent buy low on him right now. Yeah, that makes sense. Last question. Redraft PPR, Austin Eckler or DeAndre Swift and Kareem Hunt. That's tough. I, I think I think I probably lean the Swift and Hunt side just because running backs are so tough to come by. And Hunt is just such a good like baseline RB three, you know, good RB two, great RB three. Whereas, you know, in Swift you're getting a little more from it. Now if you're the Eckler owner and you have, you know, really nothing behind you and you're trying to break them up, I think it's solid. Whereas if you maybe have, you know, a first round running back and then you have Swift, Hunt, and somebody else, then I'd love turning Swift and Hunt into Eckler. So it's very team dependent. I probably in a vacuum will just take the multiple running backs. You kind of alleviate some of the injury risk where you've broken it up into two guys as opposed to one injury ruins all value there. But it's pretty close. Yeah, I'm with you. It depends on the the, the makeup of your running back grouping here. Um, mm-hmm. I I think I'm on your side. I take the Swift and Hunt side. You know, worst case scenario, if you pull the trigger and it doesn't work out, you can always combine them back together and get an upgrade yeah. somewhere else because people always need running back depth, right? You get closer to trade exactly. deadline and someone will do that. And that is going to uh, wrap up this week's Start Sit episode. Uh, again, tune in next week. Got more waivers and Start Sits. Uh, but until then, good luck and trust your board.